get me a cup. Yes, sir. A cup. Cup. A cup. My microphone. Microphone. Filter. And tell them they always leave two microphones here. So bring the second microphone. Tell the Lord, fulfill your covenant with me. Pray and tell God, open a book of remembrance concerning me. Open a book of remembrance concerning me. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says, and those who love the Lord talk to each other. And the Lord listened and heard. A book of remembrance was opened concerning them. Tell the Lord during this convention, open the book of remembrance concerning me. Father, open the book of remembrance concerning me. O sovereign Lord, Mambro se paladidondasai. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. The last prayer I want us to pray before we look at the word of God is this. There is an unction upon Christ's faith tabernacle. And you want to pray that that unction should begin to manifest fully in you. Let me tell you the unction. Throughout this convention, I'm going to be dwelling on it. How did CFT begin? We were worshipping in Ulysses Community Center. And uh, it was every month, by every Sunday, every week, Bible study. How did the church come out of it? On a Wednesday, the last Wednesday in the month of February 1990. As we we're going to say the grace, the Lord opened my eyes in an open vision. And I saw a building and I saw the streets. And I told the church, and in that open vision, the Lord said to me, Tell your, your people to meet with you in this church this Sunday. A building we do not know of. A building I've never heard of. And I said, Do you all know the building called Austin's Church? Some said they do, some said they don't. It's on the New Cross Road. And I said, Those of you who do know it, give the address to those who do not know it. This is what God of heaven said. 2 p.m. this coming Sunday, we will worship in this church. All of you meet me there. On that Sunday, we gathered in the building that we did not know. Every law that, that, that is in place with the Anglican as to decision of who do we give our heart to was all of them were rubbed up. Because... When, we got, when I got there the next day, found the building, I went to the priest. The priest said to me, it takes minimum of three months of application before we can allow anyone to worship here. He said, moreover, all those who came before you, we gave them our hall to share. But our sanctuary, we do not give it out to impossible conditions. But he finished saying that he said to me, you should write, we will meet in the uh, uh, council meeting, then we will go away, come back the following month to decide. That is the procedure. And he said to me, but I believe God spoke to you. 
Something will happen to you, it will change conditions of everything. For me, I will call that practical Christianity. When I, before that time, I, I went to Nigeria, I was attending New Testament Church of God behind my house. And I told them, I'm going to Nigeria to bring my wife. She was here, she went back, and I was going to bring her back. And then, my wife arrived from Nigeria, and we knelt down on Sunday morning to pray that we are going to the church today, Lord, we commit the service to you, be with us, and blah, 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 blah. As we knelt down, we prayed for that service, and I saw an open vision. And the Lord said to me in that vision, you will not worship me in that church today, he said, when you get out of this house, and he showed me like a camera, you go left on that street, as you pass the junction, you will see a bridge. Immediately you pass that bridge, there is a church by the bridge, and that is where you will worship me. All right? So I got up and said to my wife that, look, we are not going to the church that I go. He said, why? He said, but they are expecting us there. I said, see what God has just shown me. God showed me that when we go out of our building, normally we don't go towards that area because we always go past the, the field all, all the time. He said you will go left and you will see a bridge. And after that bridge, we see a church. That is where we worship him today. She said to me, what about if we don't find a church there? I said, then we will go to where we used to go. I said, but I guarantee you, it is impossible for the God of heaven to give a revelation and it is not so. So we got up, she followed me, we went. As we turned, we saw the bridge. I said, that's the bridge I saw. There must be a church adjoining that bridge. We got to the place. Past the bridge was the church. And that was where my ministry began in 1984. In Oliver Deford Baptist Church. When I entered the building, as I sat down, we were the only black. Everybody was white. And then the pastor said... After preaching, he said, the Holy Spirit told me that that young man who came have a message for this church. That is what he said. He already know me before. He's seen me for the first time. I'm seeing him for the first time. And he said, God said to me, a Baptist pastor, that young man that came in have a message for this church. He said, please come out and tell this church what God has said to you. I'm talking about CFT and the, the glory over this house. The glory over this house. The Bible says, by prophets, God led Israel out of Egypt. By prophets, they entered Canaan. And the God who told me that, let me tell you, you are all my witnesses when I stood among you last year and told you that God showed me an open vision. I saw conservative party broke into two. Did I not say that? I saw labor party broke into two. Did I not say that? I saw the two came together to form a party. I said, but they do not have a head. Now, last week, conservative party broke into two. The, uh, the, the Labour Party broke away. Conservative party broke away. The two came together and they said, we do not have a head. As the Lord has said. I stood before you, told you about America, when Obama was... when. Um, uh, uh, Trump was, they are arguing about Trump. God showed me Trump eight years before he was revealed. And I told you, it was so. 
I told you about Nigeria. It was so. There is something that must begin to work in you during this convention. The difference between a blind man and a man who can see is speed. A man who can see can run to where he's going. A blind man cannot. He has to be guided. He has to be guided. And if the guard misleads him, he cannot say, no, this is not the road. If there is a guard for a man who has eyes, if you mislead him, he can say, no, 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 no. From what I have seen, your eyes will see. I say your eyes will see. Look, you are going to lift up your voice to heaven and say, Lord, let the unction of this house rest upon me. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Let the unction upon this house rest upon me. This is a prophetic apostolic church. It is not unction over one person only. Tell the Lord, let the unction of heaven rest upon everyone that will attend this meeting. Let it work for me. The Bible says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. By prophet, God led Israel out of Egypt. By prophet, he led them into Canaan. The Bible says, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you all things. He will bring from what is mine. He will make it known to you. Pray and tell the Lord, open my eyes by your Holy Spirit. I want to see. I want to know. I want to see. Isaiah 11, and the spirit of counsel shall be upon him. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of insight. And the fear of the Lord. Tell the Lord, let your spirit of wisdom rest upon me. Understanding come to me. <coughs> Counsel come to me. Go and get me water. Go inside there, bring the water, bring it. Let counsel rest upon this house. <coughs> As Stephen saw an angel in a broad daylight, tell the Lord, open my eyes to see. Cornelius in Acts chapter 13 saw an angel, chapter 10. And he saw an angel, distinctly saw an angel. Tell the Lord, I am a child of God. Let my eyes open. Let my eyes open. In this week, I want to see. If those who preceded me saw, I want to see. By your Holy Ghost, I want to see. By your Holy Ghost, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see. Manrakataleboske pamarandasa. It is my time to see. Jesus saw. In the book of John chapter 5 verse 19, Jesus said, I do what I see my father do. I do what I see my father do. He said, I do what I see. Lord, open my eyes. I do what I see. Let me see and do, O Lord. Let me see and do, O Lord. Rekebosh A man of sight can never miss his way. 
Hey, Satan cannot mess up the life of a man who can see. Everyone who went to error is because they lost sight. That's why they went to error. They believe error because they lost sight. Tell the Lord, open my eyes, give me insights. Thank you, King of Heaven. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Please be seated. Our convention starts tonight. Caleron de Estredo Kundasadai. Our convention starts tonight. Eyes shall be opened. Power shall be given to the limbs of the weak. The lame shall run. It shall not be said again among you, I am weak and I'm unable. For he will give ability to those who are unable. What a great thing. For the king of heaven to wipe his hands over the eyes of man. That mortal man can see. You know, when the Lord told me that the political party in England will break into two, the Labour Party will break into two, it will, and the Conservative will break into two, and they will become, they will form a new party. The same time, the angel of the Lord who was ministering to me on the vision said, This year, from last year really, he said, Christians will be given sight to see angels and to see the realm of the Spirit. Okay? And I listened to that prophecy. He said many things about Christians. But you understand the fact that when God speaks, somebody needs to believe it and pray it to be. And no wonder when we began this year, God began to emphasize on the three pillars that can make you enter into supernatural. A Christian is a supernatural being. Because the Bible says in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 5 verse 17, if a man therefore be in Christ Jesus, a new creation, a new species that had never existed before. And he says, behold, all things are passed away. All things have become new. But this is the fact. When all things become new, it takes a man of adventure to discover those new things. And you see, we took our example from Jesus only. Somebody said to me one day, Apostle, by the way, why should you be be bearing the title of an apostle? And I said to him, you just made a blunder. Apostle is not a title in the book, in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Alright? Verse 17 tells us that Jesus gives gifts. Alright? Unto each one the manifestation is given as Christ apportions it. Isn't it? And in verse 11 he began to talk about the manifestations. Grace has been given as Christ apportions. Look at that chapter 7 again. To each one grace has been given as Christ apportions it. Is that correct? Come on now talk to me. Okay, so therefore. And how one he is, it explains what the grace is. The portions of the grace. 
And he said further that it was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be past evangelists, and some to be pastors, some to be teachers. If a person does not question a person called a pastor, what audacity have they, apart from ignorance, to question a person who is appointed as an apostle? It's because they don't understand that it is not man who makes office. It is Christ who apportions office. Okay? The reason why a person does not know his calling is because he's blind to it. He's blind to it. I don't know if I'm a teacher. I don't know if I'm a pastor. I don't know. It's because he's blind to it. Listen to me. When the eyes of a man is open to his office, he will recognize that the king of heaven through Christ apportions the grace to him. And if anybody has a grace, he will manifest it. Isn't it? I was quick to answer that person. Look at the book of Second Chronicles chapter 12 verse 12. <clears throat> Very, very quickly, please. Second Chronicles chapter 12, verse 12. What does he say? I need somebody who is swift tonight on that projector. Somebody stand up and read it. Okay, check 1111. Corinthians, I'm talking about, sorry. 2 Corinthians 12, 12. Not Chronicles. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Sometimes I, I get Chronicles for Corinthians. Because they have the same chronology. What did he say? The things, shall we read together? The things that Paul said, if anybody is called an apostle, it's not because he goes to the marketplace. All right? Like some who say they are apostles in the marketplace. I don't know where they get all these things from, if not from the devil. You can, anybody who arbitrates what is written in the Bible cannot be under the Holy Spirit by committing that act. The Holy Spirit said, there is Mark of apostle and he said the mark is science and wonder they have power over the weather they have power over natural things they have power over government of nations they have power over human bodies over diseases and sicknesses and infirmity they have transcendent authority over spirits of hell that dominate in cities and nations they have the power grace given and that is what marks who is an apostle so if there is a person who bears apostle and he does not operate in signs and wonders. He is not an apostle but an impostor. And Paul talked about impostors. He said that I counterfeit apostles. If your apostleship is because you are a businessman, you are a counterfeit apostle. Because it's not by business you become an apostle. Every Christian is a businessman. It depends on what your perspective is and on, on the definition of business. All right? There is no one who doesn't negotiate here. No? So, I said to the person, look at it. Grace is given to some of us to be teachers. And when we teach, it's so 
analytic. Grace is given to some of us to be pastors. And whenever church we are, we are shepherd and father over the people. Grace is given to some of us to be evangelists. When we preach, sinners will come to repentance. And you see miracles happen. Grace is given to some of us to be prophets. We can tell things that will happen before they even were conceived. Alright? And we do not see those things because we ask for it. Because of the office, the angel of the Lord will visit you. And like God was passing by in Genesis 17. And he said, shall we hide from Abraham what we're about to do in Sodom? Shall we hide from Abraham, our friend? Abraham didn't ask for it. In prophetic office, of course, sometimes we ask God and he tells us. Okay? But most times he tells us what we didn't ask him. I can tell you because I sat in the office for a long time and up to now, in and out. So, what Mark prophet, the Bible tells in the book of Numbers 12, it says the thing that Mark prophets, dreams and visions. Look at verse 6. He says the things that mark prophets, dreams, and visions. He says, he says, if there's a prophet among you, I reveal myself to him by dreams and by visions. Isn't it? And then he says, I speak to him by dreams. The next verse says, but this is not true with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my household. That tells you that there is higher levels in prophetic office. That is the office of the lower prophet where you see by dreams and by visions. I pass through it, it is true. It is the fundamental by which God woos you into prophetic. Okay? But when you, when you begin to be faithful to the call of heaven, you don't follow gang in this world. You don't perpetrate the gift of God for money. You are not looking for influence. You don't think that because God is using you, you have become something better than others. And God sees that. Because what God saw in Moses was humility. He said he was the most humble man. As much as God appeared to him, he was still like an ordinary man. He did not distinct himself from others. He did not challenge others and say that, you, you see, don't you know who I am? He doesn't have to tell who he is. Somebody who is saying, don't you know who I am? It's because he's nothing. Because those who are something always keep their mouth shut. Because what they are, we prove who they are. Am I talking to someone tonight? In this week, you will be revealed by God. Listen. So, when the brother and the sister challenged Moses here, Moses did not argue. He just walked away. And God came down and said, who are you guys? What are you? What, what, what God have you to confront my servant Moses? He said, there's a difference between him and you. Miriam, you are a prophet, a lower prophet. Aaron, I reveal myself to you. You are a lower prophet. Because I only reveal to you by visions and dreams. It's not so with Moses. Moses has transcended the, the level of dreams and visions because he had moved close to the heart of the Father. And so, God reveals to him face to face. That's what he says. With him I speak. Talk. 
God branch with him and tell him things are yet to happen. Hallelujah, somebody. I speak what? Face to face. Clearly and not in riddles. And this tells you that when you are in prophetic office sometimes, you will hear, you will see symbols in riddles. You will need to seek understanding for you to know what the understanding is. You don't see symbols in the spirit and then interpret it what you think in your head. No. The angel who revealed to you must come back. Go and read the book of Daniel chapter 9 and chapter 10. That's the reason why everybody who tells people that I had the gift of interpretation of dreams, they are liars. Everybody I see under heaven. Who said to you, I have the interpretation of dream, I have the gift of interpretation of dream, and they tell you, tell me your dream, then I will tell you interpretation. They are liars. If anybody is hearing me on television, you better hear me. You better hear me. They will mislead you into peril. Because if you look at when the king had a dream in the book of Daniel, when, they, when he called the, the interpreters, he said to the interpreters, Tell me my dream, and then I will believe that interpretation is true. And everybody began to say, oh, king, you are asking a difficult thing. Yes, it's difficult. Because anybody who cannot tell you your dream certainly cannot tell you the interpretation. If God gave you a dream, and somebody will interpret it, God will tell him what the dream is. Okay? But there was a man among them called Daniel. And the magician said, nobody, no man, physical man, under this heaven can interpret anybody's dream. Can tell anybody's dream. Except the gods. And they do not live among men. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Gods don't live among men. I love it. I love it. If you are a Christian and you, can, you are not different from the people of the world, you are not born again. That's a fact. You are a Christian, you do everything they do in the world. Forget it. You go to where the world is going. Oh, no, we have to be, we have to be, we have to be socially correct. Hell is the place they will dance the social dance. Listen to me. Oh, we have to be politically correct. Aha. Hell is waiting for them. You have to be Christianly correct, either politically or socially or culturally. You must stand out among all men. That means you are born again. David had, as David said, don't kill them. Give me one day. Before you kill all of us, give me one day. King, you want to hear your dream? What the gods? It's because that guy, Daniel, knows his God. Hello? Hello? For him to say to the king, give me one night. Tomorrow I will tell you what God revealed to you. I love that type of a Christian. I love, that's a total man of faith. Are we together? Yes, sir. And he went that night and he prayed. And when he prayed, what happened? God visited him and showed him the dream to distinct him from magicians. That this one is not a magician, it's a Godician. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, somebody. Holy Spiritoician. <laughs> I love it so much. God will make a distinction of you among many. It is the Holy Spirit that makes the distinction. It is the Holy Spirit that makes the distinction. I wish I can cut your heart and put what I know into it. The Holy Spirit is not a joke. A man that the Holy Spirit lives inside is different from a man that is just not, that is not have Holy Spirit. No matter how intelligent the man thinks he is, you are better in intelligence. 
Hey! The Holy Spirit can tell you what somebody is thinking about you. The Holy Spirit can tell you what is waiting for you in your office tomorrow. The Holy Spirit can reveal to you an interview you are going, you will see everybody in the interview what they said and how to reply them. The Holy Spirit can pre-warn you about your examination. It can show you exam papers very, very well. Very, very well. Well, well indeed. Well, 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 well indeed. He showed me exam paper. Not in the time of old alone, even in this time. And I told you, didn't I? Come on now. I'm not an expert arbitrator. But Holy Ghost showed me all the five questions that will come out in my arbitration exam, and I just put them in my head. I went there, garbage in, garbage out, and I passed with 82%. And I told all of you that apostle is not so smart, but I'm smart in one thing. I'm not smart in sin. I'm smart in God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm not smart in conspiracy, but I'm smart in God. <laughs> Amen. I will only go against a man if he goes against my God. I will not be a friend of a man who denied my God. It's arm's length. We can be friends in career and profession, but you can't come intimate to me. Impossible. If you make a mockery of my God from that day, I draw a line. I can't accept it. You can't make a mockery of the one I love most. Forget. Whatever your relationship with me, I'm, I'm ready to forget it till death. Because you have mocked the one that I love most in my life. Hello, somebody. So therefore, I'm talking about the prophetic. So that number says to you that when you are faithful in little, which applies to all gifts, God has higher dimensions for you. I want to get to the highest. What about you? But there is something I want to know not to forget. So for the one who questioned that, why, why do you use the title of apostle? I have established to you that number one, he's an ignoramus in the commonwealth of knowledge of the spirituality. I will together now. He's an unschooled man when it comes to the Bible because it is an office which is a grace apportioned by Christ. Ephesians 4, 7 applies. Do we agree together? Say Amen. amen. And for man not to just contextualize it, Ephesians 4, 11 tells us the explanation. Amen? Amen. And if man didn't catch up on time with that, 2 Corinthians 12, 12 gave us the qualities that form the apostolic office. And then Numbers chapter 12 from verse 6 to 7 tells us the breakdown of the prophetic office. I will tell you about other offices during the week. But there's something I want to keep in your heart before you go. To call yourself by your ordination is not a pride. It is a right. There are some people who call everybody brother. Yes, we are all brother. Some people call everybody sister. We are all sisters because in a company all workers are called workers. But that does not obsolete their title. A CEO is different from a cleaner. But they are all workers. So, to call yourself brothers this and sister this does not show you to be humble. You're only saying the truth. In the church, we are all brothers and sisters. But however, Messiah is different from the apostles. 
He is the Messiah. Apostles are different from deacons because when, when persecution arose in Jerusalem, everybody ran. Apostles stayed. Excuse me, did you not read it so? Philip ran for his life. But the twelve apostles, they remain to face the fire. Because apostle is different from deacon. Why didn't the apostles run? If the head of the house had tiff, 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 and he jumped from the window, what will the children and the wife in the house do? Excuse me. If the children run into the house and say, Father, Father, tiff, 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 or fire, fire. Is the father not supposed to stand between his family and the fire to help his family to escape while he faces the fire? He thinks of how to quench the fire because that is the mental of a father. Any man who couldn't do that is not a father. Say, Sissy. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Your children say fire, fire. You have jumped out of the window without seeing fire. That's not a father. So, apostles stayed. Why? There is grace there. Apostles stayed. There is grace. Apostles are not... The oppression of an apostle does not come because somebody is so bold. Somebody just ate belly food. Excuse me, somebody. When I went to the Wibu forest of Africa in Nigeria and I defied it, you thought it is just because somebody just wanted to wake up Sunday. No, 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 no. It is the spirit and the calling in me that was at work. Why should witches and wizards run before me? Why should we enter evil forests and not think that they could behead us there? And those who should behead us, who have beheaded other people, they run before us. I'm not talking about fiction. This is what this house does. Not deeds, but does. So, then what happened to those who follow them? Boldness come. Isn't it? Yes, sir. It is the office. In some churches, they fear devil like, they fear devil more than God. Everything is demon, demon. In a church led by an apostle, Satan does not, cannot be glorified. Impossible. Impossible. The church is led by an apostle, everyone is bold. It's the grace. It's the grace. However, Whatever office you are, is it a sin to call yourself by it? Look at Romans chapter 1. Let me read from verse 1, please. Paul, shall we read together? Excuse me, does that man know why he is called? Come on now, say it after me. Answer me, does he know why it's called? Yes, Read it again so that you can understand. Shall we go? So he knows what he's set apart to do. Yes. And he knows the office that he has to occupy. Yes. Excuse me, somebody. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We read it together, verse 1. We will go to Timothy later. Shall we? Paul, Paul to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brothers. When you see people who say to you that we are all brothers in the church, we don't have to be a title. It's because they are ignorance. They are ignorance. 
Paul was not talking to the streets here. He's talking to the church. When he was talking to them, he, he reminded them who he is and who he is in God. That here you church, I am Paul. I was not told I, that I, God is going to use Paul. No, I was called to be an apostle by the Lord himself. Okay? And it's, it made people understand, my apostleship is by the will of God. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1, it continued. Shall we read it together? Shall we read it together? Paul? Come on, tell me how people like, like that can miss their way. That's why apostles stand still. <laughs> there is nothing of the devil that can shake me. Hey? In England for 30, today, this is 2019. Yes, sir. Am I correct? Yes, sir. In England for 30, 35 years, I have preached the same thing. I have preached the same thing. And I remain the same. Hallelujah, somebody. You didn't see me some years ago and today. A part of my air had been scraped because I want to identify with the youth so that the youth can come to church. Airing in my ear. Because I, I want to be, I want to appease, you know, because the social condition is changing, we too have to change. God forbid. Is Satan who changes like changing shadow? God is the same. Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The gospel of Jesus can never be stale to any generation if it is the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It remains the same. Are you see a Jesus cutting a hairstyle? To identify with people, no. People have to identify with him. He said, I am the way. He did not say, I am a way. That's a different things. If he has said, I am a way, it means there are other ways. He says, I am the way. It means it's the only way. Our pastors wearing jeans, torn jeans, because they think they want to appease the devil. Come on now, where are you going? Who sent you? What is working inside you? It is the spirit of the world that works in them. Not the spirit of the Lord that works in them. They lost salvation a long time ago. Anybody who wants to go to heaven cannot follow people like that. Really, if I was not a Christian, I cannot follow anybody who says he's a Christian and is behaving like the world. Because I am in the world already. I want something different. Someone who can say, I am a man of God, and he behaves like the God of the man. That is the reason why you'll only hear shouting among them. It is the shout of man. The voice of the king can never sound in the midst of devils. Listen to me. That scripture says, Paul, an apostle of Christ. Don't be ashamed to call yourself by your ordination. That is what you are. Be proud of it. Know why you are ordained. Ordained by the Holy Spirit. You were appointed by Holy Ghost. And God put it in man to lay hands on you and call you. What the Holy Ghost predetermined before you were conceived in your mother's womb. Be proud of it. If the prime minister is proud of being a prime minister. And ministers of cabinet can say they are ministers of cabinet. How dare a person, if you are truly a child of God. Deny God of his office. The Bible says to each one manifestation has been given as Christ apportioned it. So if Christ apportioned manifestation and you deny yourself of it who do you deny? Christ himself. 
false humility. That's why they only make noise, but they have no encounters of the Lord. Don't follow them. They are not in CFT, but those who are watching me all over the world. If you want to know the truth, turn to Apostle Williams, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Should I give you two more evidences? That says, Paul, an apostle of Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all the saints through Acacia. Let's go to Galatians. Hey, he was caught up in Galatians because of the major problem of Galatians, hypocrisy. Paul, an apostle sent not from men, nor by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. Why is he saying this? Because he wanted to deal with errors. And he wanted us to recognize that he is an authority, both of the Father and of the Son. And if you read it down, verse 3, he says, You foolish Galatians who bewitch you. No wonder he started like that. Many Christians are falling a victim of folly. In our time, God will redeem his church. Amen. Go to Ephesians. What I'm saying is that you cannot be ashamed of the office God has called you. Any ordination office, you must call them by their ordination. Don't call them bro anymore. They are not bro. They are bro, but they are ordained. Are we together now? A bishop is a bishop. A deacon is a deacon. An elder is an elder. A deaconess is a deaconess. Call them by their ordination. And you are honoring God who put the anointing there. And then the anointing will work for you. But if your general overseer become bro, you will get the anointing of bro. Hello? Oh, yes, so. <laughs> Amen. He will remain a member of the church, but never in the office of the, of the Spirit. Okay? People who are in the office of the Spirit have some grace attached to it. So will you, may you never be degraded. Amen. What did he say here? Paul, an apostle of Christ by the will of God to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Let's go straight now. Uh, God's electric power authority. Let's look at Philippians. God's electric power corporation. Philippians 1, 1 says, Paul and Timothy, servants of who? Christ Jesus. To all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi. Together with the overseers, which is bishops, and what? Why didn't you call them bro? Why did Paul distinguish between deacons and overseers, bishops, to church? Because when God calls a person into an office, you must recognize it. By recognizing the office, you recognize the God of the office. And all these churches that are calling their pastors and their pastor students to call them bro. If you hear my voice and you don't change, eternity is waiting for you. You don't mess up Christianity because you are ignorant. Some of us were raised from cradle in it. Thank God nobody can call any of my ordinary bro here. It can't happen in CFT. Kai. Look at what it says there. To all the sins of Christ. In Philippi. After the sins, he said, together with overseers and deacons. Look at Colossians. I love Colossians so much. Shall we together? 
Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. There is something I want to show you about Timothy, where somewhere Paul referred to him as a servant of God, somewhere Paul referred to him as a brother, and somewhere Paul referred to him as my son. All right? I've heard some Christians say that, you know, it is African to call people uh, daddy or mommy who are spiritual. They are, they are ignorant. They don't understand that in Roman Catholic Church, where all of us came from, do you call their pastor? What do you call their pastor? Father. Hello? You think they just started behind father? If your pastor is not your father, you are not supposed to be a member of that church. If you, can't, if you can't respect him as a father and submit to him as a father, you are a mistake in that church. You can never have full blessing there, man. Because when you recognize that your spiritual oversight is your father, when he instructs you, you will do it. You will do it jealously. And every instruction he gives you will end up in praise. Oh, I didn't know. Thank God. Thank God. Pastor told me. And those of you who will not believe, you will not obey that. In few times, I wish I have listened to my pastor. Because there is difference between father and sons. No matter how intelligent the son is, no matter how rich the son is, very much richer than the father, you would not have used rags, enough rags, like your father. Your father had used several rags before you were born. To catch up with him, you know something? You have to live to his age. If your father is 18 years older than you, forever he is your father. Even when you become grandfather, he still call you boy. And you still call him father. Isn't it? He's your father forever in this world. Hello? What does the Bible say about children to father? Honor... Thy father and thy that your what may belong in the land. Come on now. Come on now. Yesterday we had the funeral service here of Pastor Grace Komalafe, who slept in the Lord. When they read her eulogy, they said her mother gave birth to a child, and the child died, and the mother became barren. I'm talking about the role of the father. For many years, the father, the mother could not have a child. And one day, the mother was walking on the streets, and a man appeared. And the man said, go to your father to bless you, and you will have a child. And the father was a missionary. So she went straight to the father but when the man spoke to her, they said, after the man spoke to her, she said, what kind of man is this? The man passed. She looked back, and the man had disappeared. She said, oh, it must have been an angel. Because I can see a man now, and then I can't find him again. He's not in the hidden place. She went to the father and told the father, and the father blessed her. Two months, she conceived. She conceived. Because the father, the blessing of father makes way for the children. How many people have come to me here and told me how difficult in your office and I spoke the following week you got there is a different ball game. 
It's a different ball game. How many people have come to me among you and said that I'm fed up of my life? I said, you are not fed up. This is what you should do. And you did it now, you are, you are, you are enjoying your life. Maximum. Or people who have come and said that, I don't know whether I, I did well in the interview. I said, okay, you'll get it next week. Next week you get it. I remember that a good number of you who come to me and say that, Apostle, I want to go for an interview. The question I always ask you is, do you like the job? Isn't it? And when you say to me, you like the job, I say, that's it, you get it. Have you not gotten it exactly as I said the same week? There is an authority in the lips of the Father for the children. We, the children, can never get the blessing unless the Father speaks. Fatherhood is in the Bible. It begins from the Father in heaven. Then the Father in heaven established the hierarchy of the Father on earth. Okay? Those who call their father Robinson, may God forgive you. When your father becomes Jack, then all your life will be jacking right and left and center. Amen. Or you call your father Mike. He's not your mate, man. He's your father. In England, it wasn't so before. And at that time, everything was okay. The moment they start calling fathers in England, mate, then gangs began to form. They start, the youth start stabbing themselves on our streets in England. And the government is looking for a solution. Excuse me, somebody. Can the government find the solution? No, unless they go back to the God of their father and correct everything from that point. Father is not Mike. Yeah? His father. And mother is not Mary. Is your mother, she pushed you out of her. If she collapsed her laps when you are coming out, you are dead. If she took her breast and put it in your nose, instead of your mouth, you will choke to death. If she woke up the month she said, I'm pregnant, and she said, I don't want this, and she wasted you, you will not have existed. She had to go through pain, die for you to come out before she picked her life back. And someone said to me that she's Rosaline. May that mouth perish. She's not Rosaline, she's your mother. Hello? Am I talking to somebody? Look at First Timothy 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the command of God, and our Savior, and of Christ Jesus, our hope. Number two, verse two. To Timothy, my what? Excuse me, to Timothy, my what? Say it again. 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 Say it one more time. That is the reason why the spirit of the father is always in the son. Because it is the father that produced the gene that formed the son. The unction of the father is upon the son. And I heard some fools on the social media say that, why should we call the minister's father? This is why. Today I'm not talking about that. What I'm helping you to understand today is the finished work of the cross. Jesus finished the battle. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Whatever we are, we are because of Christ. Hello. That song says, thank you Jesus. Thank you my God 
Whatever I am now, it is by your Many are dying, many are perishing. Whatever I am now, it is by your grace. All what I've been talking about is exploring the area of grace apportioned by Christ to each one of us. Now, the joy of it is this. Everyone born again has been apportioned grace. Ephesians 4, what? 7. To each one grace, what? Shall we read together? But to each one. Read it again. Turn to somebody beside you and tell him. Second person and tell him. How many people from New Cross we have here? How many cathedrals are here? Okay, read it the cathedral way. To each one. Tell yourself, I have been given grace by Jesus. Tell somebody, you have been given grace by Jesus. That is part of the finished work of the cross. Grace has been given. On Sunday, I began by telling you, you are a new creation, number one. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Number two, you overcome the world. 1 John 5, 4-5. It says, for everyone born of God overcome the world. This is the victory that overcome the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcome the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. as the born again. If you are born again, Satan had no dominion over you. Number three, you are free indeed if you are born again. It says in the book of John chapter 8 verse 31 verse 2, To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Not deliverance minister. The truth will set you free. Not deliverance minister. I never read a passage in the Bible that says a deliverance minister will set you free. The truth from Jesus, the word of God, is what set us free. John chapter 8 verse 36 says, So, if the Son set you free, you are what? Free indeed. The finished work of the cross is the title of my message, and that's all I've been talking from, me, from morning or from sins. Number four, you cannot continue to sin. First John 5, 18 to 19, you, we know that anyone born of God does not decide or continue to sin. The one who is born of God in him keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm him, cannot harm him, cannot harm him, cannot harm him. Satan or demons cannot harm him, says the Lord. We know that we are children of God, verse 19, and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So in other words, anyone that is born of God cannot be controlled by the evil one. Because the whole world is controlled by the evil one, but those who are born of God are controlled by the Holy Spirit, and that is the reason why you say, Abba, Father. So it is not correct for anyone to say, I am controlled by Satan. If you are born again, Satan cannot control you. That is the word of God. It is the evidence of truth. Because you are not in the world. 
If you feel different, then better born again, straight away. Don't follow them to church, but accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because what the Bible says is a fact. It cannot be argued by any philosopher. Yes? Number five. God forgave all our sins. Once you are born again, the finished work of the cross. Colossians 2.13. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Write this down. God forgave all our sins. And this is where you begin to doubt those who say that you are suffering for your sins of past. A prophet or a Christian who tells you that, you know, the problem you are going through is because of your sins of the past. Read this scripture to him. Which of the sins of the past that God has forgiven? If God has forgiven my, my, all my sins, how could he leave the sins of my past? Understand. That Colossians says, when you were dead in your sins and in, your, in, in, in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive. So we were delivered from sins and our sinful nature was crushed. Did you see that? Come on now, let's talk together. Because I have about five minutes to finish. Then we pray. I said God destroyed your sins and your sinful nature. Somebody say Amen. Where is Holy Ghost? Come on, where is Holy Ghost? Say it loud. Say it loud. Say it loud. So if a Christian yields to sin, it is by his will, not by the will of any demon. James tells you that. You knew the truth. When you think about sin, the Holy Ghost in you will start convicting you and take your peace. But if you decide to go and sin, it is because you decide to, to rebel against the spirit in you. That's the difference between a born again and someone not born again. Someone born again, if you think of going to sin, instantly the Holy Ghost convicts you straight away. But someone who is not born again is a reckless man. They are under the control of the, Holy Ghost, of the, of the devil because they are in the world. And Satan can force them to do things and then they will come back to their senses. But you are born again, Satan cannot force you to do anything. Amen forever. Number six, God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness. I explained that a lot more in my previous tape lecture. On Sunday, Colossians 1, 13 to 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he, of the Son he loves. That is God, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. Excuse me, if God rescued you and I from dominion of darkness, which is below, and God now took us to kingdom, which is above, how can the power below have effect over the one above? Impossible. Throw a stone to catch a, a plane. Take a stone in your hand and throw it up so that you can crash a plane when it's at full flight. How far can your stone go? Even farther than that is the kingdom of God in the throne of grace to the dominion of darkness. I explained to you the legal meaning of dominion. It talks about jurisdiction. That is the periphery or the, the location within which a law is effective. And once you are not under that dominion or location or jurisdiction, any law made in that place, any judgment, condemnation 
made in that place has no jurisdiction over you. It cannot be enforced over you. Alright? Satan can decide. The Bible says, gather ye distant land. Isaiah 8, and be what? Shattered. Gather ye distant land and be scattered. He said, prepare for battle and be shattered. Devise a plan, it shall be thwarted. Hallelujah, somebody. Who thwarted the plan of Satan? The Holy Spirit of God. You, you need to know what you have inside you. Finish work of the cross. That's the reason why I had no, no fear to enter forbidden forests in the Jebuland in Africa. I had no fear to confront the, the guys who carry machine guns in, in uh, the yardies in, in Jamaica. I have no fear to enter Casadega, the land of the devil in America. I have no fear about it. Because why? We are not under their dominion. And he that is above is above all. You only need to know where you belong. A general that is saluting a recruit. You see that before? He must be a mad general. <laughs> when a general is mad. And he sees recruit soldier marching. And then he salutes. Until all the recruit soldier finish marching. A general. I think when a general is standing. Every recruit that passes. They are the one who salutes. Isn't it? Uh-huh. The day your gate man told you that. What is the time that you are coming in now? And you say I'm sorry. To your gate man. Who you pay. You imply you pay. That is what many Christians are taught to do. They are taught to beg the devil. And Jesus already, God has rescued Christians from the dominion of Satan. There are many churches that terrify their, their listeners by demons and by devil. If you belong to such church, you better live and come to CFT. Here, we don't fear devil. We are looking for him. Bring him, please. Bring the devil. Someone says that there is a, there is a house in my, com- in my compound, no one enter. Let us go there. You will discover, we don't, need, we don't need to pray to break that door. I remember some years ago, in 1993 or so, they came from, from um, uh, Devonshire and Conwell to us when we were in Austin's church, and they told us about a place in Bude, where is a church, a parish, the witches in England came and put blood at the entrance, and all the parishioners ran. All right? The parishioners ran. And the church was shut down for six months. Nobody would go there. And so they came to call us, and I say, Is that in this country that we are insanity? Witches put blood in front of church. Okay. I called my members. Let us go there. We gave them data. Come and see how stupid and foolish the devil is. I will take you there. We went. We didn't intercede to go because I would not intercede because of Satan. Don't you understand? Two things I will tell you before I go down. That scripture tells me that when you are born again, God the Father who created the devil and demons have rescued you from the dominion. So it means there is no decision in hell that can overcome you. There is nothing. Either they are angry or they are not angry. Satan does not have your power in his hand when he's angry. He can only be hungry and have a dick. That's all he can do. That's all he can do. If he slays people, he cannot do that to you. Impossible. You have crossed over from dominion and located and established in kingdom. Dominion is a servant to kingdom. Dominion have a, a, a limited jurisdiction. Kingdom have a universal jurisdiction. Are we together now? We went there. When we got to build, I just opened the door with the blood there. 
opened the door and said to my members, enter. They entered. They were saying, the people came to come and say, no, we have to intercede. I said, intercede for Satan. God forbid. My father used to do that before he was born again. When he do something, we say, Satan, this is yours. Amen. He told me in the days of his madness, he did that. Hello, somebody. He said, get me water. I said, because of you, let me wash the blood off. So that you'll be having peace. You know, because of the myth that they have been taught. They don't understand the finished work of the cross. They are still trying to do what Jesus already had done. They are still trying to pay for what Jesus already had freely given. That will not be your portion. If you don't understand it, there is an evil that I see under the sun. An error that proceeds from a ruler. Princes are walking barefooted and their slaves riding on horseback. It will not happen under my watch. (laughs) Hello, somebody. We wash the blood for them and we enter the church. Because of them, I said, let us pray. So that it can be strengthened. Because, you know, when people have been brainwashed with all this meat, it is not easy to tell them that what you have believed all your life is a lie. They will keep on having one excuse or the other. I have to just wash it. When we finish washing, I ask, okay now, let me take you. Do you know where the witches hold meeting in this city? Oh, they said yes. They are covered, they call it. Okay, let's go there too physically, not by spirits. If they put blood here, which will go and put blood on their gates? Ah, what are you looking for, pastor? Let's go to where they are. They came here physically. At that time, I don't know law, of course. And that makes it easier for me and better. Even now that I know it, I think I will do even worse. Because if they, I just thought in myself that if they have the guts to walk with their feet to our church, there is no law prohibiting us from retaliating the same way. Okay? They put visible blood, visible blood, we will put invisible blood. Let's go. We went, surrounded their gates. And I held the gate and I said, I cover. I said, but it's not the blood of Jesus. Everybody said, the blood of Jesus. Yeah, the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. And I said, after they said the blood of Jesus, I closed this place down in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Finished, let's go. Oh, is that our prayer? Yeah, we are finished. Let's, Twelve places, we have to go. <laughs> I have spoken. You watch it. I close it down. That's it. The demons have ears. They have packed their load and gone. Let's go to the next place. We went to the second place. The blood of your blood. I closed this place down in the name of the Father. We went to the whole 12. By 12 months, they came to me. No more covens in those places. They are all shut down. If you go to those places today, human houses are standing in their covens. Did we fast for it? No. What God freely gave you don't fast for. You only need to obey. Trust and obey. Dominion, Joe. Last one. No, I think two more. Jesus paid the price on the cross. Why do we have all these rights in God? Why do we have all these rights in heaven? Why do angels serve us? Because the Son of God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, He paid the price with the cross of Calvary. He defeated the devil in the cross of Calvary. He nakeded the devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. His power, principalities, and power are naked as she. <laughs> I hope some of you understand what I was saying. <laughs> Jesus stripped the devil of his armor, armor of his power. The sun principles and power by the cross. 
So when Satan killed people in the world and he turned to a Christian, the same weapon will fail. Because of what? The cross of Calvary. Somebody put a curse on a man, the man went mad. And he turned to a Christian and he said that, you two go mad. Hallelujah. What will happen? He will be, the Christian will be filled with the Holy Ghost and he begin to prophesy. Because the weapon of Satan is effective only to those who are in his dominion. But to those who are in his kingdom, there is no man that can shoot an arrow to the sky. And the arrow penetrates the cloud. Impossible. No one can be angry of the sun and decide that I'm going to stop the sun from shining. And he took a bow and arrow and shot it. And the bow and arrow went straight to the sun. Even America that is threatening to go to the space... They have sense. Yes, America and Russia. China now has joined them. That you can go to Pluto, you can go to Mercury, you can go to Mars, but if you head for the sun, you are not going to be the one that will tell the story. Even if you send an animal, he will not live to tell the story. Everything that you send, every instrument you use to make that messenger or that craft, will just disappear into oblivion. Because the sun, before they get to the sun, the sun's radiance and heat will melt it into particles and then destroy the particles so that it can never be traced. We know that the power of the sun, so greater than that, is those who are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ in God, seated in the right hand of God, in a place that is covered with light, where there is no darkness. The eyes of man cannot penetrate therein. He, he is God Almighty. That is his name. Come on now. You have a God that lives inside you. Jesus paid the price. Romans chapter 3 verse 21 to 24. But now a righteousness from God appeared apart from the law has been made known to which the law and the prophet testify. The righteousness from God comes through faith in who? Jesus Christ. I love it. To all who do what? Who believe. There is no difference Either pastor, apostle, prophet, teacher, member of church, there is no difference. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And what? Are justified. How much? It's how much? Freely. By grace, by his grace. If Jesus justifies us freely, woe to the minister who charge offering for a miracle. May they perish forever. Jesus paid with his own life. And the minister is telling you that this seed you are sowing now is the seed that will give you your miracle. May the Lord destroy their mouth. Say amen, big one. Jesus said freely you receive. Freely give. Don't you understand? If God won't destroy those people from the church, in a short time we will not have truth in the church of God anymore. From this year, I'm talking today. What is today's date? 22nd of February 2001, God began to judge them all over the world. If salvation is free, how could grace be paid for? Someone died and he gave us free. Someone who picked it up now is charging for it. And it's only in Kongi. 
I just work in tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if you listen to my voice on earth, I guarantee you heaven is your goal. But on earth, Satan cannot mess you up. If Satan should mess up anybody, I should be the one to be messed up. And if he cannot mess me up, why can he mess you up? What has your father done? My own father was a murderer, a killer, a servant of, of Satan. Lucifer, my, the womb that conceived me was a princess of Baal. I came out of both. And yet I have never seen a demon foolish that said that I'm under Jerusalem curses. My grandfather, don't you know who he is? Who he was? He was, yes. Because he's dead and rotten. Now let me say something to you. <laughs> my grandfather, I want to finish my message. But let me help you understand this. My grandfather, by virtue of him, I should be cursed. Okay? Because he, if he was a godly man, why would he name my father, wizard has come home? Everybody named their father John. They named them, uh, they had named their children John. They named their children uh, Isaac. They named their children Jacob. He, he went to church, and when he would give my father name, he gave my father, wizard has come home. Can you, can, can they call you in your class? After calling all good names, he reached your turn. They said, Wizard has come home. Stand up. How, 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 how disgraced will you be? But that was my father's name. Oshoni Wale, don't you understand? Everybody's burning Ayo. They are burning, they are burning joy. They are burning mercy. They are burning, uh, you know, blessing. My own father's name was Oshoni Wale. So, for you to know that my grandfather himself is more than Osho. If he was not Osho, why should he name his child Osho? Everybody named their child according to the God they serve. Hello? You want to know more of him? Go and read my books of my, the, of my history. Then my father himself, when he was born on the seventh day, it was curses they used to name to christian my child when you give birth you bring him to altar and we bless the child no when my father was born seven day in my family when a child after is born seven day on the eighth day they will bring every bad people in the society to come and curse the child every curse that resides in the kingdom of heaven was spoken over that child and the last curse they curse him is that when anybody makes you angry take a knife and take his blood that is christening in my family. Hello? So the gift of Satan to my family is anger, broiling anger. And you know broiling anger goes with arrogance. So that child from pregnancy had been cooked to devil. Okay? So that when that child came out, they welcomed him with Satan. They put every demon that they know inside him, believing that he is now a fortified man. That's how they name my father. Hallelujah. That is my father's name. Okay? But when the time came for Jesus to save my father, it was Satan who took him to church. Glory be to God forever. At least he did one good thing. <laughs> Amen. You know, when the Lord stretched his staff of mercy to you, woe to he who condemns you. When God set a staff, a staff of mercy, come on now, come on now. He said to that woman, where are your accusers? When the woman looked up, everybody who had a stone to stone her, they have disappeared. So it shall be unto every one of you. 
looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher. So, if my grandfather was a devil, and my father was a devil, am I cursed? Do I look like a person cursed to anybody here now? Hello, somebody. Uh, so, where do you find generational curse then? If generational curse was really true, why did he elude me? The, the son of a wicked uh, uh, satanist and the grandson of even a more terrible satanist. I wonder where the generational curses went to. They must be sleeping, though. Hello, somebody. Hey. It is all lie. Jesus paid the price. Lies of the devil. Lies of the devil. You know, people always say that a spirit that does not want you to eat because the person is lazy. How can a lazy man eat? The Bible says a soul that does not watch should not eat. Instead of them to, to teach them not to be lazy, to teach them to wake up early and do something good according to uh, Proverbs chapter 6, they will say, oh, there's a spirit in your house. Which spirit? Who tells us we live in houses? They don't live in houses. Lies of the devil. Jesus paid the price. He paid the price. Oh my God. So therefore, you are justified freely by grace. Finally, Jesus freed us from all our sins. Hallelujah. If you look at the book of Romans 3, 25, 26. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. He did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand, that is your ancestral sins, unpunished. Once you are born again, your ancestral sins are wiped off with your own sin. The blood of Jesus cannot wipe off your sin and leave the sin of your father to, to, to punish you. Lies of the devil. Verse 26 says, he did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time, so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith. In who? Jesus. Say to somebody, I am justified. Look, if you are a Christian and you are waiting on the Lord for the fruit of the womb, you are not delayed. It is because God reserved the best for you. I came from a 13-year barren womb. Hello? No one conducted deliverance of my father when he got born again. No one conducted deliverance of my mother when she born again. My mother, princess of Baal. My father, priest of Satan. I wonder, why should people who are not so terrible, they are conducting deliverance for them today? My father told me when I was growing up, he said, my son, when I turn my back to the devil, I never look back. Because Jesus said, he that looks back is not fit for the kingdom. And ministers who have no work to do, they will be praying over them, Come on, devil! Go! And they will be the, Hallelujah, somebody. Satan is not in shouting. <laughs> Satan will be laughing at all of them because blind is guiding the blind. Mm. Look at that scripture. He left all the sins committed beforehand to go unpunished. And Revelation chapter 1, verse 4. And six. That is where we will stop tonight. John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. I'm saying that Jesus paid the price.
grace and peace to you from he let's read together the whole church please john yes Mm-hmm. Yes. Go on. He loved you and did what? He loved us and freed us from our sins by his blood. So how can you be cursed because of your sins or your father's sins? Jesus freed us from our sins by his blood. How then can we be a victim of punishment of the sin? Does that make some sense? Answer me, sure. Somebody who had been freed in the Supreme Court, the moment the judge said free, the warder went to him and told him to put his hands in the handcuffs because they want to take him to jail. And he will decide to put his hand in the handcuffs. Do you see that in England? How many of you are from Senegal? Do you see that in Senegal? Do you see that in Caribbean? No, the Chief Justice of the Federation freed the man. And before that justice, the warder who brought him with black Maria or yellow Maria or whoa, 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 now said, he brought out his, uh, maybe, he brought out his uh, handcuffs and said, put your hand, put your hand. I think the Manfred will say that, were you sleeping when the judgment was pronounced? Isn't it? And the warder now decided to force him. I'm sure that under citizen's arrest, he will rack the warder down. And the, judge, the justice will replace that warder. He will sentence that warder. Somebody has to go to jail. It is the one who has handcuffs. He puts handcuffs in his hand and let him go and sound that jail for three months. Because if I, the judge, free somebody and you, the warder, said it's not free, then you need to know that I am the authority, so I sentence you also to, to jail. If you have been freed from sin, then curses have no power over you. Because it is the law and the contravention of the law that brought curses. Remember, Abraham, the first tree, then promise, no law. Moses, the law, curses. And Jesus, continuation of Abraham's promise, Jesus, another Jesus, grace, blessing, and blessing and blessing and bless from the fullness of his grace we have all received what blessing and blessing and blessing so how can someone under promise come under curse he must have jumped from from promise to law correct and there is no way because there is a vacuum between christ and moses Moses did not give his blood for those who followed him because his blood is not righteous. It is only Jesus who gave his blood, and through his blood, everyone who believes are forgiven. 
And if the blood of Christ took away your sins, I cannot see the rationale or the sense in anybody who preaches contrary. Really, I believe they are totally blind. And I think that is what they must be. Because when you meet these people, they will give you all the laws of Moses to justify the reason why a man under promise should be punished. And unfortunately, the people who claim to be under promise are blind. They do not know the distinction. And so they will feel like they are cursed. So that they will lie always lying to them, engages himself in activities that does not bring results. So that the one who have been free can come under their own bondage. And they can get themselves actively collecting money. Eternity is waiting for all such ministers. For me, if the Son therefore set you free, somebody finish it for me, please. Say it after me, I'm free. Say it again, I'm free. Say one more time, I'm free indeed. You are going to pray now. That's what says to him who loves us and has freed us, past tense, from our sins by his own blood, not by somebody else. And he made us to be what? A kingdom, not under dominion. And priests to what? To serve his God and Father. To him be what? Glory, not Satan. To him be what?